Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. Welcome back, Luke. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, welcome back to you as well. It's sort of like a blacked out. I blacked, blacked out, out. the Super Bowl. Yeah, like the Bengals won the Super Bowl and then we blacked out. I did record an episode, but I'm kind of like the king of getting behind on things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll cut that. I'm the king then... of tending to have something come up. Or like not feeling great, and I'm like, all right, let's push it, let's let's shift. And Luke is the king of not cutting the episode, or just I'm not like, posting man, it. If you're not interested, I'm not either. You that's know what, what I, mean? I that's take what my, from it. I don't say maybe that. Maybe that's out what loud, my brain. That's, I, that's what I've I never had. It. I've never had that thought, but maybe my brain is subconsciously thinking that. That's literally um, how I take it. That's pretty smart. Maybe that's what I mean. I don't know. Oh, I do um, care. I care a lot about football. Um, so there's a lot yeah. to fucking care about, dude. This has been a fucking amazing week, an amazing, amazing, amazing week. We cling, we cling to the news stories when uh, actual games are not being played, and and boy, are we rot with them. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and I was like, "Why am I so rejuvenated?" She was asking, "Like, why are you so into football if it just ended?" Why are you watching the combine after you and T both said I could never sit and watch the combine? And to be fair, I'm playing like Elden Ring and Triangle Strategy, brand new video games while it's on in the background. And I'm just listening. That sounds better. I'm listening to commentary and I'm seeing if anybody pops athletically, like pops off, because it's always fun to see that. And people did. Um, It was a historic combine in terms of athleticism. However... I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, why am I so interested now? It's weird. There's two aspects of NFL football I love, one of which is the games and one of which is the team building aspect, which I've always loved that. And I'm so interested in that. It's like chess. It is much like just as much as a game is live chess. That's like the quick slap chess you see at the park with the clock. I still enjoy the franchise building mode aspect more than i do playing the game on madden like it's me too how much on madden that. that's what like, i do it like you're right it is it is like it is such a strategy game it, it's almost like it is almost like an rpg at some point like yeah because it's the like, nerdy part of the it's of football. It, is, it is it is because like i'm assembling like if I have this lineman and I move this lineman to guard, then my, my like the average offensive line overall is like 82, which means like, yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. You're fucking my head up right now. I have Madden to is know actually way nerdier than I gave it credit for. Is this guy going to be a scheme fit? Okay. What's his 20 yard? What's his 10 yard split? I need to know his athleticism off the line, uh, this and that. So there's a lot of like aspects to it. How do I want to build this defense? Do I want to get a guy that, that fits the mold that I want at the position or could, could I take a guy that, perhaps doesn't maybe is a little bit smaller but on tape he shows up you know what i mean there's a lot that goes into it and my nerdiness truly comes out when it comes to the offseason free agency and the draft all of that so this is an exciting time of year for me um so yes i mean get it out of the way joe burrow did lose in the super bowl we recapped it it's lost to the ethos now however we're gonna push forward into this offseason with renewed vigor i might cut it I might cut it and put it up. Okay. But we were already like, <coughs> excuse me. We were already late on that. Like we waited like two weeks after the Super Bowl. Like, it, like so now it's like, way. my only thing is like, either way. way, either way, but it's like a month later. Here's what we thought about the Super Bowl. But here's the real news. Like, yeah, but I mean, I think it's just, where for do we start purposes? Like where, where do we, yeah, 
Yeah, fucking our eight listeners. So Aaron Rodgers. Go back to episode <laughs> fifty nine. Our a real banger. So Aaron Rodgers, after all of the fucking shit he put us through for an entire off season last year, and you didn't watch the combine, but fucking Schefter's nerdy little fuck comes on the screen and starts talking about Aaron Rodgers again, and I'm like, dude, could you just not? get so goddamn erect about an Aaron Rodgers speculation story during the offseason when draft prospects are trying to, like, have their moment? Is that your oh thing? Oh, my God, you're right. It's are we, oh we going to do this again the during the draft? No, That's what I thought. It's out of I was, the way. I thought he's going to fucking beat this goddamn drum all offseason again and ruin my life. However, Aaron Rodgers, after all of his blustering, gets sentimental and gets re-signed. And... There was a soft um, deadline on that because you know that there's a lot of like tied narrative with him and Devontae Adams and right. the franchise and tag the, deadline was mm-hmm. coming up. So right. I believe it was speculated to be four years, 200 million for Aaron with like 156 guaranteed. But he quickly came out and said, wrong. You talk about that. I don't know as much about that. Yeah, I mean, the the deal, like, when the deal came out, yeah, it was 200 mil and, like, a shitload of guaranteed money. It made the Cousins deal look like a song in retrospect. Um, but it's also not Kirk Cousins, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, fucking MVP. Um, he immediately, like, tweeted. I don't, I mean, what's immediately, but pretty soon after. And he was like, I'm excited to be back with the Packers, basically. I'm not reading this word for word, but he's like, that part's true, but the part that isn't true is the contract uh, and the terms that the, to which I supposedly signed and whatnot. And he's like, excited to be back, like yada, yada. It he's was so like, annoying. It was like the shit sandwich when you give somebody criticism. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah, also no, but yeah. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I fucking, ugh. You know what? Talk to me about the implications for the NFC North going forward with this. Because well, there's me- a few, go ahead. You talk first. Well, I just mean like my my curiosity is like NFC North like is is on the micro on the the micro side, but overall, like, do you think he wins a Super Bowl in these four years? I don't. So when it came back like, to my my take, I was literally gonna say if I'm anyone other than the NFC North teams, I don't give a fuck that Aaron Rodgers came back yeah. for that much money because he's not gonna do shit in the playoffs. He just won't, especially. No. After what he did in the playoffs this year with this, like, if I wasn't mistaken, their team was in a cap crunch as it was. And I know that cap is malleable and you can do whatever the fuck you want and and you can sign anyone and add void years, whatever. But like, you can't kick that can down the road forever. If I'm not mistaken, like, look what the Saints did. Peyton, Sean Peyton left. He left Dodge because their situation was so bad. Um, Yeah, fuck this. I don't know. So he's obviously going to probably win the NFC North again this year. I don't necessarily think Justin Fields is going to ascend in his first year with the new coaching staff. I don't think Kirk Cousins has shown enough to dethrone Rodgers and Goff or whoever the fuck they may draft isn't going to do it. So, yeah, we have like if Jordan Love was the QB, there was a legitimate shot that the Vikings or the Bears could have took over the division. And that was an awesome thought. And it sucks to have Aaron back. But how much, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying about this because, like, it is what it I is. Mean, He's he, the, the Packers aren't going to win a Super Bowl with him. You're right. I don't think so. 
I mean, they may win the North, and that's cool. Like, I mean, they they by all means should win the NFC North. Like, they they're on a hot streak with the same like cast of characters, same coach, um, and you know the Vikings just hired a new head coach. The Bears just hired a new head coach, and uh, you know new GMs all around. The Lions are on a second year head coach now, and you know like on like a two win season. So it's like. Yes, of course you should win the NFC North. I don't, uh, and yeah, that seems mighty comfortable. It's not like the fucking, what is it now? The NFC West, AFC West now. Ugh. Uh, like we'll, we'll get, get to, that, to that. Yeah, um, it's the opposite. So, totally. I, I, I think yeah, he's 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 not like chilling quite as hard as like a Josh Allen, but uh, he's chilling pretty hard. But I just don't see it. I don't see like the Lombardi. Uh, I, 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 I feel like we would have seen that by now. He's got one of them. Awesome. He's a guy who gets MVPs. He's a guy that wins the NFC North. You want to keep winning the NFC North? That's part of the game, totally. And maybe maybe the brass thinks they'll win a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that will happen, especially if, if his deal is anywhere near as big as they're talking, right? So, okay, like, right? Because like, how can you – if he's, you, the weapons you so thusly desire. Exactly. You know I mean? You're not... Okay, so they had a bit of a resurgence a few years ago because they signed the Smith brothers, not actual brothers, Darius and Preston Smith, in free agency to vaunted pass rushing three, four linebackers for a lot of money, right? And they had a bit of a resurgence again because their defense got retooled. But like when Aaron Rodgers signs a very hefty guaranteed contract that's going to limit the amount of acquisitions they can make. And they have consistently proven the last few years that they're going to make questionable as fuck draft decisions. And if Aaron Rodgers is signing a four-year extension and quarterbacks are playing until they're quite old nowadays, that was such a historically wasteful pick for Jordan Love. And it's like, yeah, he's going to get traded. Year. You he's going to get traded. That. You just got to eat that at this point. And he's point. not good. Um, that's the thing. Like when Aaron was drafted... Know. Yeah, no, we, we do. He's not great. He's not great. He, we don't know if he's good. Bro, I've watched him doing throwing drills. He, he sucks. I don't know if that's the mark. I think he's definitely like you know, Mitch Trubisky is is probably is probably gonna get a fat fucking check this year just for like going to sit behind a good quarterback for two years. So like, if Jordan Love goes somewhere else, who knows? Like I don't know. Like to the, be the, fair the though. Life- when Mitch Trubisky did get playing time, like in the preseason and at times Far during the season, you're right, he was you're right. di- he diced up the Bears in the preseason. He did like, and I know that's something, but like we've never seen Jordan Love dicing people up. We've only seen inconsistency when, whenever he even did touch the field. Then they lose the games. Aaron was out like badly, and that was like a na- a knock against Aaron's um, MVP candidacy for some people when he was out for COVID. And they fucking sucked. Oh my god! You just reminded me about something else too. Um, we we should move along. There's so many storylines with quarterbacks because I thought about another COVID boy. Okay. Um, let's talk about something you hinted at: the rust trade. So, a huge a huge portion of last off season was spent speculating if Russ could go to the Bears. How I would feel about that? I think it was projected like around four first round picks. And all I could think of when I saw this trade happen was if they were willing to accept that their 
playoff window was closed before the season last last year, they would have probably made out like bandits even more. They would have had even more first round picks and more draft capital trading the Bears. However, they played the season. Russ gets hurt, has the claw hand, and now they end up with this trade. And you want to hear the details of this trade, Luke? I have them written down. Yeah, I mean, yes, I do. They're All fucking right. tasty as fuck. <laughs> Seattle trades Denver, Russell Wilson, and a fourth rounder. And in return, Seattle receives Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, a defensive lineman over 30, but still solid player. And Noah Fant, a tight end in the last year of his rookie contract, who I think is quite good. Two yep. first-round picks, two second-round picks, and one fifth-round pick. And then right afterwards, Seattle cuts Bobby Wagner, drafted in the same draft class. Defensive mm-hmm. stalwart. Same it's day. crazy, dude. They're like the, the Seahawks that you know, the legends of the recent times – they're just all out the door now. They're completely It's cold-blooded when this happens. It's cold-blooded. Like, I remember, like, obviously this is my own world, but, like, when we were, like, by Chad Greenway and, like, all these, like, people that were aging out and it was, like, youth youth movement, it was just so weird. So, uh, but at the same time, you kind of got to. Like, it's it was middling at best the last few years with Russ anyways, I think they won that trade. Like, even if the Broncos go and do what the Broncos will do, which is, you know, uh, their hope is to make a make a Super Bowl run. I think that's very possible. Um, I think this Broncos yeah, team is loaded with young talent. It's insane how dope Russ is the man. Russ is the man. Like, he'll cook. And he's finally in – he's going to be happier too, which is going to be great. And may, maybe not running for his fucking life, hopefully – but, you know, I don't – I'm not the biggest Drew Locke fan. I think people that listen to the show know that, like, I, I'm I'm not, like, a fan of his quarterback play. He's a fine dude, I guess. I don't know. Um, but even, even so, I think it's fire to get a quarterback who has started in the league still in exchange, plus other people, plus all those picks. It's like you're not really in a bad spot. Nobody lost there. Like, I feel like it's a, it's a shake hands, good trade all around. Am I crazy? You're not crazy. Um, I think myself included and a lot of other people who like to be like armchair GM always look at huge uh, trade packages with a lot of picks as that team won. You know what I mean? Because of the potential. Yeah. So obviously none of us will know until we see what Russ does and what those picks become. He's and then ball. I mean, subsequently how they play. But dude, you have to think Russell Wilson, th- the fact that they made that trade without trading Judy or um, – the other two receivers, Sutton, I think, and then Patrick, those are all three good targets. Yes, they got rid of Noah Fant, who's a great receiving tight end, but they've also got Javante Williams at running back, Melvin Gordon potentially if he's not a free agent. Their offensive line's way better than the Seahawks, and their defense has a lot of young talent. Von Miller was teasing a comeback. Hi, Taylor. Um, <laughs> it's a Have fun at work, baby. And when you look at the Seahawks – they're going to have, yes, I think it was great that they recouped a young quarterback on his rookie contract who has started games. And another thing to point out, that it's not like they're going to be super loaded in the draft. They traded two first-round picks for Jamal Adams, the safety, who has proven to not be a great trade value at this point. And he, he, he left the Jets because he wanted a ring chase, and he didn't want to be in a rebuild. 
And then immediately Russell Wilson leaves and now he's in a fucking rebuild again. So it's not like they have two first round picks for the next two years. They have one first round pick for the next two years. So the Seahawks aren't like loaded to the brim like some of these other teams, the Eagles and the Giants are this year. I don't know. They might not be done. I don't think Russell would have done shit. There's quarterbacks on the market. Right. I don't think Russell would have done shit for the next two or three years in Seattle based off of the trajectory and all that. So in that, and I don't think he wants to play there. He didn't want to play there this year, in my opinion. So in that sense, they both won the trade because I think it was just good to get him out with the situation. But Let he's me still say this, good. Though. Let me say this though: Seahawks might have a better time in their division than Russ and his. Like this division is, like, mm. hideous. hideous. It's a gauntlet. Like, oh my word! Can you can you take me through the starting four quarterbacks in that division? Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes number one. Number two, I think is Russell Wilson now, but a lot of people will say Herbert. Um, and then I think the fourth quarterback in the division who's still really good is Derek Carr. Exactly. Like that that's that's not an easy time. Like Who do you so, think is QB2 in that division currently? I think it's Russ. It's it's probably Russ. I mean nobody's better than Pat in that no. division. Um and Herbert's still young, but he's balling, but he's still young. He's like I'm I'm unimpressed with them not making the playoffs last year. I was like, Jesus Christ. Especially with how good they played at the beginning of the year. About called up my friend. About called up watched, uh, B. Little B rat. I watched the Vikings beat him. It's all right. Live. Live and they alive in me. LA. Um, so far. A historic trade. It's very exciting because within the same two day span, we had a couple other fucking things kicking off. Um, I want to quickly hit on this story. Because I think this broke right before that trade. It doesn't even have to be quickly. Calvin like, Calvin Ridley. I mean, I don't know yeah. how much you want to unpack it. So here's my thing. You Do you want to talk first? I've been waxing poetic. Yeah, basically, um, Calvin Ridley, when he was taking time off for uh, mental health this season um, from the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, apparently placed a legal bet using like one of the betting apps, like DraftKings or whatever the fuck. On his cell phone in Florida, um, in Florida, fifteen hundred bucks total. He said he bet like in a tweet afterwards. Um, three three parlays, legal... which he picked the Falcons to win. Right, and it is a legal bet, but at the same time, it's not. I won't say unprecedented because something I found out from analysts that were former NFL players is I guess they're like, look, people are betting, but this guy got caught. And uh, that's kind of the sentiment I hear echoing a lot. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because, like, you know, you think about betting in sports, I think of fucking Pete Rose and, like, lifetime bans. Yeah. Granted, it's a much bigger bigger thing than um, one small bet. But, I mean, I hate – the other thing I hate to go to is, like, it's pretty goddamn dumb (laughs) to get caught like that because, like, these, uh, you know, these these – betting agencies these apps these casinos all this stuff they have like people specifically looking for the nfl like to let the nfl know if there's anything like that going down and of course calvin ridley did it's like bro can't you just like do people not know what venmo is can you just have your friend place a bet like it can't be that hard like dude if i want to place if i'm if if i'm in the nfl slot cornerback uh special teams ace and and luke yeah. is my 
best friend living off of me not making films he is the loser in this dynamic a complete role reversal of the hollywood superstar (laughs) that luke is currently and me just in the dregs of life right now um so just try to imagine it so i say i got a game coming up and i'm like man i want to make a little cream off the top of this daddy so i just in a quiet room no alexa devices i'm going over to luke and i'm just whispering in his ear and i'm saying 5G's on the money line into his ear. That's mm-hmm. it. And we're done. And we're out of the room. And yeah. we both walk Whatever. separate ways without even saying anything. Wow. Whatever. How dude. hard I is mean, that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And it, I don't want this to be a criticism of like doing, I don't know, getting caught or something because I guess that's not the point. Like, okay. Yeah. Because... Let me clarify. I don't think NFL players should be placing any best legal or not or otherwise. Oh no, I don't think you I think are. I don't think you are. I, I took it there. No, I took it there. I'm like, wait, that to get was just a joke. Me, but it's like, no, but it's like truly though. It's, it's, um, it's hard because not only, again, for like the fifth time I'm saying it, not only is it a legal bet, but it's also like NFL and all these like pro sports leagues are in bed with these with these betting uh, agencies and these companies like uh, these your DraftKings and all this stuff like betting and in gambling is becoming uh, quite rapidly an integral part of the sport now. Disney ha- is like is like getting in bed with like uh, sports books and stuff like this is a thing. So if it's gonna be so adamantly and like interweaved interwoven into the fucking fabric of the league now um all leagues like college like, college which, and nfl well to the likes of which i've never seen like like i feel like overnight and obviously it wasn't overnight because you know people were doing it but like i don't remember is this the first year that the nfl is literally like oh we're sponsored by this like and like it's i like, think it's the so, last two years like, is the first i've okay, ever seen it's like yeah, and it's like you know, and and people said we're talking on ESPN. It's like they they fought forever to not put a team in Vegas. Now we have a Vegas Super Bowl, a Vegas team. We have uh, b- sports books um, in collaboration with the league. Uh, it's 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 a thing. It's it's too much a fabric thing. It's like, but is that what you sign up for? It's like, I guess is that that's the big argument, right? Is like you signed up in your contract to not be able to do that because you're doing this, and it's like. Okay, yes. I see that. Like, well, and, and now Calvin Ridley suspended for an entire season, loses out on $10 million. Maybe more. It's a, it, maybe more. Contract year. Like It, it, it's it was just his like, fifth-year option, so it was guaranteed $11 million. So people are saying that's the worst bet of all time, 1500 for $11 million loss. I'll say this. That's a great point you make, and I've heard other people speak of this and mention like, okay, you're going to completely shift from years and years against gambling to fully embracing it into the fabric of the league. Disney likes it. And then We're you're going to do all that. And then these players can't make a fucking legal bet in a legal betting state when it's not insider knowledge. And he bet on his team to win. But I will also counter this. And this is a point I heard that I thought was very astute. We saw the cap for the league drop precipitously during the pandemic year after it had gone up 10 million every year. And then now this year it goes up not only it's basically the the 20 million projected from two years ago is where we're at. Like we've jumped up a shitload and we're back on trend of the 10 every year. So part of that, part of that extra money for the cap room is due to TV deals and the deals they're making with these betting agencies. So my, the speculation I heard was like, yes, it's part of the contract not to gamble, but it's not that you're, you're not 
receiving no compensation for this um, betting being part of the league. You're receiving compensation in the form of salaries will be rising to meet the cap room. So all these players are going to see residuals from this in the form of their contracts expanding. Sure. So sure. that was just a point that I figured should be brought up too. Yeah. And also like, and I'm, and now that we've said that piece about it, this isn't the point, but it's something that shouldn't escape our mind's eye. It's like, you know, they're th- the NFL is probably thrilled to be talking about this and giving out a one year ban instead of Brian Flores. They're probably like, it's not oh yeah it's not and it's also not a super great look to like give somebody a year long ban without pay for a fifteen hundred dollar bet when like again like i don't know how many times we can bang the drum of like we've seen like so many domestic violence things like so many violent crime uh centric like cases and the suspensions are lesser it, it's weird it's, it's fucked weird. up but it's it because the nfl terrible sees... fucking look the integrity of the nfl and betting like betting is a is a more of a, besmirches the shield more than like your players on camera hitting women am i crazy like, well the, I, it, I, it's I, because or, they they look at those things as a you issue that guy beat somebody that's a him thing but this is a us thing this is a you potentially are affecting the integrity of our money making venture like that's why look like dog shit and i like we're not gonna stop like I, i'm a i'm a vikings fan through and through i'm i love the nfl like but we have a platform like, to say that it's fucked up the look of the brand is like come on like and and i i hope that that ends up being like a four game thing or something like i think it should come down it would be fucking bizarre if it didn't oh i think, I think it's example. gonna be a year clean. do you think so i think it's gonna come down i'll say this he'll um, get to appeal it he'll get to appeal it. yeah calvin ridley and his brother riley ridley who the bears drafted he never really played they've both shown significant immaturity issues um it's not a good, so I think players should absolutely be able to seek help for their mental health, but it's not a good look that he, while going, stepping away from the team, did this, and then right after he got caught, did a fucking series of tweets that were immature as shit. Like, they weren't great. The tweets weren't great. Come on, great. man, because like, you're going to make people question and... all of your fucking choices. They're going to question your mental health um, stepping away from the game. And mm-hmm. you don't want that because then it hinders other people wanting to do the same. Sure. So, and I, it's just going to be a lot of it's a lot of coverage for this. And it's like, look, these players can't even smoke weed. Like, so it's fucking stupid. I, Actually, they can now. They only test you once a year now. Did you know that? that? Yeah, and they, no. you know, it's the same time every year. So you know oh, when they great. test, but they do it in batches. So like you may have to stay sober longer than your friend because he was in the first mm-hmm. batch randomly, mm-hmm. which, but you know, so as long as you pass that one, you can get high the whole rest of the year. Wow. Dude, that's great. And aside, I saw somebody tweet out is like, this is Russell Wilson after taking his first legal edible in Denver. And it was like, Mr. Unlimited, that whole video. Uh, do you remember that? Uh, yes, dude. Fucking honestly, Russ. Like, I mean, I, I maintain that he looks so he looked so baked at the Pro Bowl in Vegas. Oh, he was. Like, Man. That's, he He's was. Like, and Seattle is a very 420 friendly town, so it's not like you know Seattle. Seattle to Denver, it's just like two dope cities. He stays on the West Coast, like dude. He's it, gonna be cutting. He stays winning. He's gonna be cutting that thin Colorado air Denver with the pigskin. The Coast. There's no water. It's like in the. Oh, center. I know, dude. It's just gonna be it's cut like, in the air. 
so thin. Yeah, I mean, look, they they have the opportunity to to do like a Manning run, like that. You know, like this is going to be their thing. They can't okay, draft them, so they're just going to have to do this. No, why not? What? Why not? Well, dude, like, you've proven that it. your first round picks get you like an like Osweiler and shit, and like a fucking Paxton Lynch. So you might as well just oh trade God. those fuckers for a good quarterback. Okay, so something I had a good segue. Speaking of immature players, Carson Wentz gets traded from uh, from <laughs> Hey T. Let's talk about our take and T's take. And here's the thing: if Wentz would have went to the Bears, I would have wrestled it around in my head until I would have been a pro Wentz guy. I would have saw the highlights enough in my head to be like, okay, I think I can see it. However, we spoke into existence that he was gonna suck last offseason <laughs> because he's immature as shit. And everything coming I mean, out right now is he's I, the immature shit. The immaturity wasn't even my thing. I was like, I don't think he's good. But that was, you know, you know, you know, you're right. Go back to it. Actually, I'm thinking, and now I'm putting myself in the headspace of last year. You're right. My main thing was he was a fragile boy, dude. And dude, that, everything we said is what just came Not, out. It said he couldn't take wow. harsh coaching. He couldn't take criticism. Um, he played cavalier and he played like uh, very like risky all the time. And if you want to reflect, he had two interceptions this year where he was getting tackled and just underhand to hand chucked the ball up in the air one of which was on the goal line it was a pick six against tennessee at the end of the year remember that the guy just jumped up and caught it like i i guess and i didn't know this at the time i guess he was checking out of runs in big games when you had jonathan taylor like what the fuck dude for the colts to cut baits the nerve dude to cut bait or to cut so quickly on this trade is so funny to me they're out so quick and to be able to recoup value and also get his entire contract with all the dead money off your books is obscene you know the colts are gonna have no ill effects from this now they have 70 million a cap how did they do that uh washington what are you doing commanders I mean, that's a pretty Washington move. You know, for being the Washington Commanders, that's a pretty Washington football team and Washington other name move. Like, uh, like, <laughs> just uh, so with this Carson you know. Wentz thing, I find it kind of like a poetic justice for this whiny little crybaby to go from bitching about the fucking Eagles to go to Indy and a team that was loaded to the brim with talent and dragging them down at the end of the year when they were a 97% chance to get into the playoffs to now going back into in the same division to the most dumpster fire team where he's going to have to play his Eagles two times a year and is going to have to play Indy next year. And the Eagles have three first round picks and still made the playoffs somehow last year. Like it's, it's poetic to an extent and uh, real quick before you talk, I, I didn't know this until just yesterday. There is reports that while he was injured, he was bitching and moaning about the playoff run for the Eagles in 2017 to the point where another injured player in the rehab room had to be separated from Wentz. That's a thing I read. Like he was complaining about the success. Carson, best of luck to you. Uh, my hat is off to you. Um, I wanted to to move along to one other. Is there? We have one other bit of business, do we not? We have a... A few Cowboy-centric points to make real quick, and then I was going to recap a little bit of draft coverage to close us out. Yeah, please. Okay. So the Cowboys ones, there's speculation and reports coming out that Amari Cooper is going to be cut 
after trying to find a trade partner for him, which they likely won't. Um, and that's because he's projected to make $20 million this year. And after breaking off a piece of that mm, for Dak Prescott last year, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of money on the books. So obviously they're not going to be able to afford everybody. Uh, look at the Packers. I hope that happens to them too. I hope Does Harry Jones have a new kid too? Like, to, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get to is that. Is that not okay uh, to talk about? I don't know. We're going to talk about that one. But So Amari Cooper is potentially going to be released. I actually think that's a, a potential guy the Bears maybe should look at to an extent. However, I've always had issues with Amari Cooper. And tell me if you feel the same way. He just always has the same demeanor and expression on his face and i just don't think he really cares like as as his personality oh i love amari cooper i think he no i think real talk he is one of the best receivers he is so good but have you ever noticed like his demeanor is always just like completely nonchalant about everything and he just disappears sometimes i took i don't think he's like a hungry dude really i took it as like business like old school like maybe i'm i don't think it's like that because like anytime I see Amari Cooper, it's usually him like torching the Vikings. Like so, I. Well, I, I wouldn't know. want him on the Bears if he and didn't also, have that skill set. And also, but... was he on the Bama team that torched Notre Dame in the title as well? Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. He he's the Bama. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm like, are you kidding? He he, he like haunts my fucking dreams. Uh... He does obscene things on the football field, and his 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 stems and breaks and routes are are dirty and his releases are insane however it seems that he he'll pop off for like 200 receiving yards like two games in a row and then he'll just have nothing going on at the end of like for like three weeks and he's always just got the same still expression on his face he's not Mm. like a, a leader out there so it's just it's tricky um the other guy apparently they asked to take a pay cut and he refused so he is potentially on the chopping block Demarcus Lawrence, the defensive lineman. So you've got like one of your best offensive playmakers, your best defensive line playmaker, unless you count Micah Parsons as a rusher now. Um, so that's the thing. And then apparently some 26-year-old's coming out with a lawsuit against Jerry Jones claiming that he is her father. Holy shit. A lot of offseason headlines for the Cowboys. And I, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. The the Cowboys are uh, like like if for being in Texas, man. They are so Hollywood. Like yeah, all, they are the of, like mo- arguably the most Hollywood team, other than the Rams now. Yeah, man, good on the Rams. I think everybody wants to to mimic that formula now. And I think that's what the Russ thing is. I think they want to be like, oh, they did it. Let's do it. That's why I'm like almost to an extent kind of excited, like. The Matt Eberflus hire, how do I really feel about it? I don't think he's going to be the guy, like, big time. But, uh, however, I think he's going to be a guy that will have field a consistent and determined and high-effort team akin to what we had under Lovey, which is a competitive Bears-type team every single game. He, where we're not gonna... he seems like you guys are going to go back to, like, at least just, he again, is. all on the eye test, he looks like a he, he looks and sounds like a Bears coach. It looks like you're going to be running and have a good defense and, like... Yeah. Well, he is he is of the same coaching tree as a Lovey Smith. We're switching back to a Tampa 2-4-3 defense. I'm just so, my cat. Hang on. It's okay. Um, so I, I respect that because I was kind of disgusted with a lot of the shit that we saw from the Bears the past few years with a lot of these, like, 
um, personal foul penalties and players punching players and not like in a not like in a way where you get in a tussle and offensive and defensive linemen get feisty like literally walking up to dudes and punching them in the face mask after <laughs> plays are over like that that's not okay it's 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 undisciplined i want a disciplined team i want a chicago bears team that's going to play be like they you be you okay however let's talk about the draft now the big guy i want to talk about the most the big Kenny ass defensive Pickett. lineman <laughs> small hands uh the big ass defensive lineman from georgia jordan davis he was number 95 this dude is 6'6 341 pounds 34 inch arms almost 11 inch mitts on the guy luke what was his 40 yard dash official i don't know i don't four, know four four seven Eight. Oh, I saw this. Oh my god. At 340 pounds. Yeah, he is faster than it. like it was most terrifying. of the quarterbacks in can the NFL. Can you imagine? Can you imagine getting hit with that mass at that velocity? He is, dude. He is. I think after what he just put on uh, the field in Indy, I think he might go top five, top ten. And I hope he goes the, at number twelve to the Minnesota Vikings. He went. He went. That would be cool. He went from a run-plugging guy that you could realistically have for two plays out of out of three, he's not a three-down guy, to becoming a three-down defensive lineman after what he – because he lost some weight in the offseason and showed obscene athleticism like I've never seen before. I do want to qualify, though. It seemed like it was a fast turf. It seemed like it was a historic year speed-wise at the draft, or at the combine, rather. Too. It's yes. Been Indy, it's been at Indy for like 20 years. It's just weird because they're un they're unofficial clocking. They went with a new clocker this year was really oh. bad. But the official times are still really fast. So I want to also mention there were like two other Georgia guys that blew the fuck up at the combine. Devontae Wyatt, another defensive lineman, was even faster. Um, what was his name? I'm trying to find it. I think they have him listed at D end. It was. Kenny Trayvon Pickett. Walker. Trayvon Walker played like stand-up linebacker for Georgia and rush defensive end. He's 6'5", 272. Um, ran a 4'5", Luke. Oh, my word. Oh, my Dude, word. Dude, that's so fast. So we had um, some wide receivers running faster than shit. Garrett Wilson and Alave looked good. Um, offensive linemen looked athletic. The defensive line looks fucking stacked this year. So this year's draft, and we're going to do a lot more draft coverage. I think we'll try to get T on you too. T will do a spectacular. I'll just mention this draft does not have the top of the draft top end talent of years past. There's not some of these guys that I think are absolute can't miss like superstars. However, I think it's deep at some key positions like a lot, like how we had a deep, offensive line class last year it's like that for a couple positions this year i think you're gonna be able to get a pass rusher i think you're gonna be able to get an like offensive one. lineman in a corner um like dude my my guy sauce gardner from fucking cincinnati put on some athleticism out there mm, i think that boy. the after looking at a lot of mock drafts i think the vikings could realistically get Derek stingley from lsu at corner and the I weird thing is he hasn't really put any film out since his freshman year but his freshman year he looked jaw dropping so we'll talk more about it is there anything else you want to talk about um in the nfl news spectrum we'll see what fucking breaks today i mean um, i hope I, more breaks i've been loving it. i've been eating it, it it's a been spoonful awesome. 
It's been pretty awesome. I've been Ezekiel Elliott. Just feed me. <sighs> I'm. I uh, look forward to more. It's been a blast. Like uh, March doesn't usually pop off this hard. IMO, but here we are. So yeah, in the time where you're not legally allowed to make any roster moves, everybody's making roster moves. It's very funny. It's pretty good stuff. All right, with all that, Anywho. with all that in mind, uh, with an eye on the future, I, I just can't wait to see what the fucking, what our new Vikings do. Hmm. I hope they don't do well. I mean, I know you do. Talk. To I want to see how Quessy drafts. I want to see how Quessy drafts because I thought Spielman was a good drafter for you Spielman guys. Spielman was incredibly good at the draft, in my opinion. Like really, really interesting, and it's always really good at stacking a lot of picks too, even if they were middle to late round. Mm-hmm. For NFL Mayo, I've been Aiden. I'm Luke. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Alright, so cards on the table. Um I went to Las Vegas this weekend and took a little while to edit this, so it's like Monday now. Um we recorded it like <laughs> like last Thursday. And some things broke. Um, I don't know if you guys know anything about Tom Brady, but he's playing again. Uh, we also got some stuff close to home with Cleo Mack, uh, Tarek Cohen, I believe. Uh, so Aiden can give you some bears low down there. Uh, God only knows what else will happen between now and between when we actually record the next episode and then especially after I get around to editing it. So stay tuned. At this point, if you're listening, it's not for news, right? It's because you're like, are fans of us so like all eight of you eight's generous all three of you my sister and mom and then aiden who listens to every episode thank you for listening you guys rock